Hi, welcome to Beacon Church's Sunday on the Sofa. So glad you could join us. This week is a little bit different. You're going to get a very small glimpse of me right now. You won't see me again at the end because this is our cap celebration where we celebrate all that God has done and is doing through Christians Against Poverty, both across the nation and also through our own cap debt centre here in town. Next Sunday, the 17th, we're going to be starting a new series, working our way through the book of Luke. Uh, Bob Benson will be launching us next week in that wonderful, wonderful gospel. Um, we'll be starting halfway through chapter two because we've already spent some time in the Christmas story for obvious reasons over recent weeks. So halfway through chapter two, we're going to be commencing with the rest of Jesus's life and his mission. So that's next week, the 17th. But like I say, today is our cap celebration. John Way is going to lead us uh, through some updates about what's been happening. He'll be introducing uh, various individuals and we get to hear their stories as well, both local and national, and uh, and also how we can get involved. And at the end, uh, Rend Collective themselves are going to lead us in some sung worship through a couple of songs. I pray you be richly blessed. I pray you be stirred and we'll get a chance to pray together at the end. So without further ado, over to John. Hello, everyone. Well, if it's not too late, I'd just like to wish you all a very happy new year. Um, last week, Steve spoke from the incident in Luke's Gospel where Jesus was in the synagogue in Nazareth on the Sabbath day and he was given the scroll of the prophet Isaiah and he read what to us now are quite familiar words. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. You can hear the hope in those words, can't you? Good news, returning sight to the blind, setting people free, the year of the Lord's favour, freedom, hope, Jesus clearly communicates his manifesto for his time on earth through these verses. He was in effect saying to the people, this is what you can expect from me. And we know as we read the Gospels, this is exactly what he does. And it was and still is what he calls his followers. That's you and me to do, to bring hope in the darkest places. The anointing that was on Jesus, the spirit that was on him, is now upon his church, upon us. Now for a little bit of history, something I have only learned recently. I recently learned that 200 years after Jesus read those words in the synagogue, they were put to the test. The early church also faced its own pandemic crisis. The plague of Cyprian ran from AD 249 to 262. This was ravaging the Roman Empire for 13 years. We're complaining about nine months. They had it for 13 years. Just like today, people were scared. People didn't have enough basic provision. People were sick and died. It was a very dark time. Throughout the empire, the fledgling Christian communities had to make a choice. What did it mean to be hope in that moment? What could they do? 
What they did was so radical, so powerful, that historians suggest it was this that triggered the explosive growth of Christianity across the Roman Empire. But it wasn't complicated. They did exactly what Jesus called them to do, which was to be good news, to be hope. That meant reaching out to those who desperately needed help, looking after the sick, feeding the hungry, sacrificially giving their time and money to love and care for those who needed it most. In this dark and most difficult time, it was the followers of Jesus who rose up and became hope and light in the darkness. It was his people that saw the extent of the need and rather than be overwhelmed by it or turn away from it, they stepped towards it, bringing practical support and the good news of the gospel. They were people just like us filled with the Spirit. As Christians noticed and cared for the poorest, the world noticed them, something different in them. This explosion of love and compassion and care led to the growth of Christianity across the Roman Empire. You may recall Steve mentioned last week the different ways in which we are involved in such ministry to our community including our work with Christians Against Poverty, that's CAP. And this is going to be our focus this morning. It's a CAP Sunday. It's almost four years since we first partnered with CAP to provide debt counselling in this area. And a number of you are in my support team sharing in this work as we have met clients in their homes and brought them the good news that there is a solution to their crippling debt. In some cases, we would find people with piles of papers, including unopened letters, who were fearful of phone calls from the bailiffs or a knock on the door. And I, for me, it's been such a privilege to be able to say to them, give us all those papers and we'll sort them for you. Confident that through CAP systems, developed over 25 years, there is a solution for their debt, however hopeless their situation seems to them. We do feel that we are genuinely bringing good news to them, something better than they could have hoped for in many cases, but also because they are told when they first contact head office that the person who visits you will offer to pray for you, we have unique opportunities to share the good news of the gospel. I found it the most fruitful activity that I've ever been involved in. Now let's hear from Sharon, how God transformed her life through her contact with CAP. Back in the past when I was all on my own, I mean, I thought that there was never any hope and it was always dark I never thought like God would ever be able to use someone like me even though like things that's happened to me it still felt like God had his hand on me through the situations that I've been in so to me that's always been my dark side of my life 
it's yeah, sometimes it catches up with me. But now it seems like now I'm living in a brighter, more bigger, more colourful life. So to me it is like night and day. My ex-partner wouldn't let me have any money. So that's the reason why I had to take out loans and he was taking out loans in my name as well. So yeah, it was all down to me. That's how I started to get myself in trouble. It was because I had seven kids. That's one of the reasons back then how I didn't, why I couldn't do work because I was either pregnant or they was all still little and I couldn't work. And I felt I was stupid anyway because he used to tell me I was stupid, I was fat, I was ugly. Um, and he used to manipulate me like that, so I was underneath his control until I used to run away for a little while, go into a hostel. And then he used to turn up outside the hostels and the hostels couldn't have the other women in there frightened and I had to go back to him. I had nowhere to go with the seven kids, so. And then that's when I started to get like a um, um, private place to live in. And then um, of course, as soon as I got that, that's when the letter started coming. Um, Letitia actually answered the door to the bailiffs and they come into the house. I hid in the bedroom, on the bedroom floor, curled up in the corner while they was actually taking my stuff out of the house. So hard for me to actually see that happen and they were saying, mummy, help us. These men are taking our stuff. I was saying to them, you can take the washing machine, you can take that, but just can you leave the kids stuff alone? They wouldn't. I hate going back there. I didn't want to live no more. How am I going to get out of this situation? And then I met this lovely lady called Esther. She was amazing, absolutely amazing. And um, I started telling her bits about my story of my life and stuff like that. And she said, oh, I can help you. This come through today. She goes, I'm meant to help with your debts and there's not a cost. It's done by charity. I was like, what? So, no, that, that can't be true. So she goes, right, I'm going to put your name forward. But it seemed like it just happened just like that. It happened in weeks. I was like, Wow, and I had my first appointment and Catherine, when she come in, she could see there was no lights in the sitting room, the curtains was closed. I have three bags of the um, um, Shop for Life bags and big bags. I had three of them full of letters that's not even been opened. And, yeah, and, Carol, and Carol and Catherine said, don't worry, we're sort through. And then um, just before they was leaving, they said, can we pray with you? I've never prayed before in my life, never. And the warmth that come off of them too when they was praying for me was unbelievable. The only thing I could do was curl up and cry because I just felt like, wow, what has just happened to me? The whole, I just felt so warm and I felt like how much they actually cared for me. They gave me all the options. They gave me everything, every inch of the way. They was just in contact with me. Catherine was in contact with me, telling me what was going on, everything. I was constantly, I was constantly with her. Like she didn't leave me. She didn't leave my side. Or did Carol? I've been debt free now for about, it's about just over six years, and and them six years has been the best 
I've got to say the best time of my life because I've got family, I've got friends, I've got all sorts of stuff now and I've actually got a life. I'm, I'm, I'm walking my life with God and yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Visiting clients in their home has been a unique feature of CAP's service. But since March, because of the pandemic, this has not been possible. But very soon after lockdown, CAP head office staff were able to modify their systems to allow us to engage with clients by phone. But as you can imagine, this has been incredibly challenging. It's one thing to say to a client you're visiting Give us all your paperwork and we'll sort it. But it's another thing altogether to try to get them to sort through the paperwork over the phone, asking them to find their council tax bill or their gas bill or the debt from this organisation or that. But we managed and now, in spite of current restrictions, we can move on a little because if clients are willing, we will be able to meet face-to-face -face at the Beacon Centre with appropriate distancing measures in place. This hasn't happened yet, but we're all ready for that. CAP is very much um, like a family. I get tremendous support and encouragement, firstly from Peter, my area manager, but also from the staff at head office. Their vision is that the local church is increasingly seen as the hope society needs. That's why CAP only works through the local church. Here's a message from Paula Springer, CAP's Chief Executive Officer, addressing us as a partner church. Hello, I am Paula and I'm the UK Chief Executive for Christians Against Poverty. I really want to say a huge thank you to you and your church for partnering with CAB and for serving and supporting those people who are living in poverty around and in your community. Um, it, let's be honest, it's been quite a year. Uh, we will have all faced challenges in this season. It's been disruption to our daily lives, being kept away from our loved ones, and of course, adapting to new ways of doing church. Now, obviously we do not know currently what the longer term impacts of all of this will have on our world, but how thankful I am that God knows and that he already has a plan mapped out. But let us not abdicate our own responsibility in this work ahead. Already we are reading of thousands of people losing their jobs in a coming recession. And also we're, we're still being asked to sit in our protector bubbles. Now I've already prayed with my own church family that God will really break our hearts for what breaks his so that we become even more driven to be his hands and feet on this earth. And that we have the courage to tell people about Jesus and share the good news that changes people right from the inside out. And I'm not sure that God would want us to just go back to the way things were. I believe he actually wants to mature us through all of this so we see and do things differently, more, more as God sees them. 
And this is a great opportunity, isn't it, for the church to rise up and to shine even brighter. So today, you are going to hear about what your church has been doing to bring hope in your area. There'll be some inspiring stories from people who've, whose lives have been transformed thanks to your compassion and care and hard work. And I pray that as you listen, each of you will capture a vision for what you can personally do to play a part in this life-changing work. Now, some of you will already volunteer your time. Others, you'll be able to financially give. And if you don't already, I ask that you you'd consider giving a gift today because we can't do this without the faithful support of people just like you. And if you are already one of our wonderful life changers, which is what we call our regular givers, then thank you so much. You really are doing just like that. You are changing lives. So as we stand or sit together, uh, trying to get through this time, I want to thank you for your resilience and your adaptability um, as we've adjusted really to new ways of even supporting our clients. Thank you for your commitment to changing lives in your community and especially for your passion for sharing God's love. I really hope you enjoy your CAP celebration. In spite of the fact that across the country, 1,680 families have gone debt free during 2020, new inquiries for debt help have been down nationally since the start of the pandemic. And yet between March and August, the number of people claiming out of work benefits rose by 1.4 million. That's 1.4 million people who've seen their income plummet and their livelihood taken away. And even now, it seems almost daily, we hear of businesses closing and people being made redundant. Although largely unseen at the moment, we think it's inevitable that debts are beginning to mount in anticipation that there will be an increased need for cap services once these economic disasters begin to bite, CAP head office has been increasing its capacity and locally we're going to double our capacity by taking on another debt coach. Christchurch St Andrews are joining us along with the Baptist Church and the Catholic Church in providing the service here in Herne Bay and Alison Taylor from Christchurch will be the new debt coach hopefully starting in April. Here's Alison. Hello, church family. Um, my name is Alison and I am a member of the Christchurch St Andrews congregation. Uh, I have been in discussion with John for almost a year now about the possibility of supporting your debt counselling work. And I'm delighted that um, I've been accepted for interview which will be happening on the 18th of January, following which I hope that I will then be able to start training um, so that I will be able to support the work of the Debt Centre at Beacon Church uh, and go out and visit people in need. A bit about me, uh, I was an HR director in the city, uh, retired a year ago. Um, I'm pretty active in Christchurch St Andrews. I act as Anthony, our vicar's voluntary PA 
and in addition to that I manage the South Room Community Hub which offers uh, members of the community uh, uh, guidance and support uh, either in job searching or in uh, applying for benefits. Uh, in addition to that, uh, during lockdown, I set up a local distribution centre for uh, the food bank and Christchurch St Andrews has been uh, running food bank deliveries uh, for most of uh, lockdown. Um, I live on my own in uh, Hearn Bay and you've just, I think, seen my dog Bailey. Uh, who uh, keeps me active and I am really looking forward to working with John and yourselves on this exciting project. God bless. It will be no surprise to you, uh, I'm sure, that CAP needs substantial income to maintain over a hundred debt advisors at head office and support the debt centres like ours and other services it runs such as job clubs and skills court life skills courses some of the income comes from per partner churches like ours and there will soon be four churches in home by sharing that cost supporting two debt coaches but over 40 percent of income comes from individuals called life changers who give regular monthly amounts life changers because that's what they are they help to transform people's lives, uh, just like Sharon that you saw just now. And I know that many of you are already life changers. Thank you so much for, for sharing in that ministry with us. But if you're not, please consider giving a regular monthly amount. Doesn't matter how small, whatever is appropriate for you. Or if you prefer to give a one-off gift, that of course would be fine. Your gift could help the next person who calls CAP. If you're interested, please contact me and I will send you the details. Now it's time for us to, to pray for, the, for this ministry. Um, it'll come up on the screen, some, some prayer points. First of all, um, some thanksgiving. Thanksgiving that in spite of all the restrictions, over 1,600 people became debt-free last year. Uh, thanksgiving for those who became Christians through this ministry. Thanksgiving for the new debt centres and other services that were opened across the country during this last year. And then please pray for those whose situation has become desperate during the, this pandemic, that they would reach out for support. There are people now who have always provided for themselves. They've always had a job and they're now finding themselves uh, in a position where everything has been stripped away and they've got to get up the courage to get on the phone and ask for help. That can be a huge thing for some people. Pray that they'll do that because help is readily available. And please pray for Alison that she will pass her interview and successfully complete her training uh, in order to begin taking clients round about Easter time. That would be great. So please pray and thank you for your interest. 
Hey, how are you doing? We're Ren Collective. We're excited to worship with you. We're excited to celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus. We're excited to be here on behalf of CAP. You know, uh, we have some stories in our lives from uh, even Steve's mom has actually worked with CAP before and been released from poverty in Jesus' name. We love the work that they do and we're excited about the work that Jesus does and we're going to celebrate that. He cancels our debts, he forgives our sins and he's worth celebrating today. Oh, this will be my day of victory. My chains are gone. Now I am free indeed. Every debt is paid by amazing grace. All that's left is to celebrate. Your love has won. I'm free indeed. My jubilee has come. Let's go! We have a story of grace We have an anthem of hope We have a reason to praise We are redeemed and restored You are the great liberator You ransomed us from our shame now by the blood of the Savior, everything broken will change. Oh, this will be my day of victory. My chains are gone. Now I am free indeed. Every debt is paid by amazing grace. All that's left is the sound of
build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. Build your kingdom here, we pray. All right, here we go. Come say your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. your church and we need your power all right let's go Oh, fire! 